Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. It's been a few weeks. It's been a minute. As the kids are saying, I'm Greg Mahochko, and normally I would introduce Hoss Reuter, my right hand, or John Dam Johnston. But Hoss is, uh, has family in town this weekend, and John is MIA. I mean, we know where he is. I think he's just avoiding Skype because, I, I don't know, but he, he's not returning messages. Maybe he's just avoiding me. Uh, but we're talking Nebraska ball this episode, and I'm very excited for his Five Heart Podcast debut, Coronation Zone. Mitch Lohmeyer. Mitch, welcome to the show, man. Your first time. How are you feeling? Feeling great. This is awesome. Love doing podcasts. Oh, oh, so so this is not a maiden voyage for you. I, I, no, I thought this uh, was something special for me. No. <laughs> In my high school, my friends and I run our own account for our high school sports. Talk about player drama and other stuff. Player relationships. Try to put a funny spin on it. So... Let's let's find out a little bit more about you because I'm just now learning that you're in high school. Are you are the youngest uh, staff member, the, the youngest contributor of coordination? Right. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little. Wait, bit. I, I think you your your voice lagged out on me there. I was just gonna say, uh, are you the youngest uh, person we have on staff at coordination? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So. Do you want to get into specifics? Do you want to name names, high schools, things like that, or you just want to keep it generic? Well, so uh, I'm at Rounder High School outside of Philly, at, uh, right next to Villanova. Um, I've had, I've actually gone into Nebraska the the other month into the journalism school. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, so I uh, I think I, t- I think Evan Evans on on coordination. Yep, I've talked to him a couple times about that, and. I'm applying to Syracuse, uh, and I'm, so I'm waiting on them. Hear back in March, and I hear back from Elon in March too. So, what got your interest in Nebraska athletics? Then, if you are an East Coast kid, <laughs> uh, my dad's family grew up in Nebraska. Okay, so my dad raised me a Husker. Oh, that's, that's good. He had a proper what part of Nebraska? Uh, some in Wahoo, okay. some in Omaha, uh, everywhere really. Gotcha. You know, there's going to be three quarters of the state that are going to say, no, that's just the eastern part of the state, man. You, you, what about the Sand Hills? What about uh, North Platte and all that other good? So, no, that's fantastic. So, you have Nebraska roots uh, and uh, you have been accepted at Nebraska. Uh, is that is that the first choice or is that just, you know, because I know Syracuse has a good, uh, you know, media and broadcasting school as well. Uh, but would Nebraska be the dream and would it be the coronation that helped get you there? <laughs> well, I uh, I definitely love Nebraska uh, this past fall, which obviously ended poorly. But uh, the visit was great. I definitely would uh, put Cornelius on the list of influence for me for Nebraska. But uh, I still got to visit Syracuse, so we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I definitely don't advise visiting Syracuse this time of year. Like you said, you might want to yeah. wait a couple of months. Um, 
let things thaw out a little bit. Uh, just to, to alert the listeners, uh, we're experiencing a, a slight connection issue. I don't know if it, it's I'll, – I'll take the heat. It's probably on my end. I'm running off of my uh, mobile Wi-Fi hotspot. Uh, so that, that might be why you hear a little lag, a little, a little um, misconnection from time to time. But we're going to do our best to power through this. As I mentioned, uh, uh, John Dam Johnston is – if he joins in later in the show, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but if not, we're going to just talk some Nebraska ball. And and uh, Mitch, with you being from the East Coast, and, and like you said, just you know near the Villanova area, you're used to watching some elite basketball. So uh, th- at least the way Nebraska started, you, you know, this 2018-2019 season, you had to feel really confident as, as far as uh, how that was going. Well, yeah, because I mean, the past three years, I've already witnessed two of the national championships. So I've kind of been able to watch some really great basketball in the Big East and Nova. And Nebraska, they started out great. I mean, the Texas Tech game wasn't, wasn't too great in the, the Thanksgiving tournament. But that non-conference really, I think we only, I think we only lost one in non-conference. Yeah, the, and, and we can talk about, you know. Uh, beat, beat great in that home first time of the 10 that win. Let's talk about that because we didn't get the opportunity to. I mean, I know it's over a month old now, but but beating Creighton is always fun, and not the fact that we beat uh, beating them is one thing. Beating them by almost twenty points was just yeah, it was just a dandy. And, and I think you know at the end there, Coach Miles might have uh, you know tapped the brakes a little bit, but but uh, as Hoss would say, that Hundy Burger was in sight. You know, we could have got there. We just uh, you know stepped off the gas a little bit, but. Uh, that's the kind of win I think that Tim Miles needed because he hadn't had really hardly any success, if any, against Creighton in his career, and you know that's something that hopefully he can you know build on as we get into you know uh, tournament time, you know, be it the Big Ten tournament or or you know hopefully the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think heading into that Creighton game, I think I know personally I had a great feeling about the game. It just seemed like this is definitely the year. And yeah, I think when we look at that, they'll be able to look back on this game as a confidence boost, especially for future seasons. And definitely for Tim, too. I don't know. If he didn't win this year, I don't know. I don't know if he ever would. But let's talk about the, the team. As a as a whole, and obviously there's some player uh, you know performances to break down, but this is a team that you know a couple of times, uh, you know especially late in 2018, you know they were in the top 25, and you know the next week they'd be out, and then the, the following week they'd be back in. Uh, they're a they're a contending team. Uh, when you look at them, I mean obviously they've got to finish the Big Ten, you know s- schedule strong, have a good showing in the Big Ten tournament, but. When they're playing at their best, they're a really tough team to beat, and they deserve to be a top twenty-five team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that two-game stretch where they lost, where they lost to uh, Maryland, or they lost to Minnesota, then Maryland, and then Iowa. So three-game stretch, straight Big Ten conferences games, and uh, the, I mean, Big Ten is so tough this year. I think if you go five, eight, and eight, or Sorry, nine and nine or ten and eight in the conference. I think that gives you definitely a ten seed at least in the NCAA tournament. Um, I don't know what they're doing on the 
it seems like they'll never play well on the road. So the home games this year are going to be very important. And that's when that we see a totally different team at home than on the road. And it makes me wonder why I can't do that sometimes on the road. I can't play like they do at home. But actually, that's what happens to some teams. I, th- I think... Uh... Part of part of that you know equation is the fans. Uh, the fans have been really supportive uh, of this team of Tim Miles and and they really show their support at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, it's always a really fun environment, and uh, that that can you know that can make a, a good team play great and a great team play you know fantastic. And and that's what they've done at, at the Vault uh, over the last couple of years. Really, I mentioned the two games home against Kansas and against Penn State. Penn State was unofficial most hits Sunday. Um, games like that, it's gonna that changes a team. I think Pickleback Arena could be not only one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten, but definitely maybe in the country. Well, let's talk a little bit about that Penn State game because we initially looked at recording uh, this episode Thursday night, and maybe had we, we wouldn't be experiencing all these technical technical difficulties we are right now but uh i wasn't feeling very good and, and had to get up early for work friday and uh um you know it was a late game you know tip anyway so but nebraska comes out gets that win at home 70 to 64 uh that's kind of the way that you want to you know i know it's not the first game of the new year uh you know but after losses to maryland uh, or on the road at maryland and at iowa it's it's a good way to bounce back and and start looking forward because uh, now you go on the road this upcoming Monday you're at Indiana and then you're home uh, later in the week against Michigan State and then you get to go back to the East Coast to Rutgers so I mean it's not an easy stretch when you got two road games and then Michigan State who's always you know they're always Michigan State it's kind of like Michigan State in football some reason they're always competitive you're not really sure why uh, but it's it's a Michigan State team that you know is going to come in ready to play some basketball um, how as you mentioned you know that Penn State win was uh, you know obviously a momentum builder but it, it's a way to put you know the Iowa and the Maryland game behind you and, uh, you know, hopefully you can build on that, you know, going forward towards, like I said, towards uh, Indiana and Michigan State. I don't know if you're my article, but depends on I heard the game. And, I mean, in, in a big time, and right now, they're always on the way to win. That's in Nebraska at home. But I think it's a lot different than what we did at Penn State. I think best case scenario for next week is splitting the two games somehow. I'm guessing probably a loss at Indiana, but a home win at Michigan State or you know, home against Michigan State. We'll see. And uh, according to the Huskers website, there are still tickets available for that game against the Spartans. So obviously, get your tickets and uh, fill up the vault on a Thursday night, January seventeenth, and, and make it a raucous environment uh, against Michigan State because yeah, they deserve it. Um, as we look at, you know, just over halfway through the season and really getting into the meat of the Big Ten play now, is it safe to say, has there been a bigger star on the team than Isaiah Roby? In Big Ten play, definitely not. No, I think uh, 
against Maryland, he had to play against Bruno Fernandes. So, I don't know why he stayed another year. He could have would have been a first year. Uh, so, against him, he had a tough time on defense, but offense, offensively, Roby's just a mismatch for every single center in the Big Ten. Uh, he's just quicker. He can shoot, I think, against Penn State, he missed for two threes. So, that happened. The, the lane became Roby's. I think he finally realized uh, how good he is. We, we talk about some of those other key uh, components of this basketball team. Isaac Copeland, James Palmer Jr., JPJ, as, as he's referred to in, in you know quicker in, in shorthand on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, those are a couple of guys who you know took took a look at at the draft last year, but decided that maybe their stock would be better if they came back. And I think uh, that's proven to be right. I think their draft stock has improved by being here at Nebraska for another year and, and obviously a couple of key components to uh, the Huskers' success. Yeah. APJ, uh, I think you got to work on the feet. You got to get quicker. And I think we've seen that so far this year, especially recently with the three-point shot. Uh, against Penn State and Iowa, he hasn't played his best, but... Uh, Month of December was was JPJ's to lose. He he could have done anything. He saw late November. I think he scored thirty points. Creighton he went off at. So, and then I, for Isaac, at least I don't think his draft stock. I don't, I don't know why he even declared for the draft or seek the agent, seek the scout. But Copeland's that was so much better. Uh, Miles said before the season, Copeland has looked the best he's ever seen him, and I think that's showing now. Uh, a lot of you know, upperclassmen leadership on this team that really, you know, and I think you said it a, a little bit ago, if not this year for Tim Miles in Nebraska, it might not ever happen as far as, you know, getting to the NCAA tournament and getting that win. Um, this is a team that was snubbed a little bit last year. I think they thought that they had a shot of being, you know, uh, on the or they were on the bubble and thought they had a shot of getting in the tournament and then they weren't and maybe played a little dejected uh, in, in that loss uh, in the NIT. So it, it's a team that has a lot to prove and obviously you know the Big Ten is one of if not the premier college basketball conference. Uh, they've certainly got their work cut out for them and it seems like you know they're they're battle tested. You know they've they've played tremendous teams. All of these you know guys in their careers have have been up against some of the best teams uh, that are out there, and and they've all weathered that storm. And just watching them play, or you know, in, in my case, you know, reading about others watching them play, is is I you know it's it's difficult to watch really anything for me with a three year old running around, but. Uh, um, you know, just following this team is a lot of fun because you see that potential, and, and you, I, I do think that this is. I, I'm, you know, consider me the eternal optimist, but I think that this is the year that, that everything, you know, falls into place for Tim Miles and for the Huskers. And uh, uh, what do you see? I, I, I'm going to ask you to put your uh, your futures hat on here. Our friends at the Big Red Cobcast had, you know, they had. A, Either they they don't see Tim Miles being here next season. Either you know things fall apart, 
the Huskers don't make it and Bill Moose fires him or he gets, you know, that one opportunity, another team, you know, offers him a shot and he, he goes elsewhere. Do you think Tim Miles will be here next year? I'm going to say back with the last Cedar days, uh, I mean, Days also, but now ever since Big Ten with Tim came in, uh, we've seen talent in Nebraska basketball that we haven't seen in decades since Tyron Lue, probably. And I think I mean, whether Tim has developed that talent well or not, it, it seems so. It's a uh, top twenty-five team this year, but if they don't make the tournament, I don't see him staying. I don't. I don't see him making another year. If if they make the tournament. I mean, let's say he gets that win. Obviously, you know, you could build a statue to him, uh, you know, put it out front of Pinnacle Bank. Uh, but he could, I mean, he could also go to Greener Pastures because there have been, you know, a lot of people, you know, social media is what it is, and there's a lot of people out there who, uh, you know, say, you know, fire miles and, you know, things like that after a disappointing loss. But it's not – you know, this season's not the first time we've heard that, but I like Tim Miles as a man. I like him as a coach, and, and uh, I want him to continue to be successful at Nebraska and take this team to that next level. Uh, so I hope that he gets all of that success and more, you know, the rest of this year and, and moving forward. Um, it, it, if he gets Nebraska into the tournament and gets them a win, obviously you've got to keep him around, right? I mean, he, he's done what no coach before has done. And obviously Isaac Hope played James Palmer Jr. And we actually have the, we have the number three Juco player in the country uh, coming to us next year. Uh, Gervais Green, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I don't see how you can get rid of Tim if we get that win. I do think we'll get that win, and I would love to see Tim stay. I'm very excited, too. Uh, I, you know, college basketball is a lot like baseball or hockey or, or anything else that's a long drawn out season if it's not football I don't have uh, the attention span to sit there and watch every game but February <laughs> tournament time is about when I really start you know take taking uh, the vested interest that I should have had all along uh, fans look it, it was like this for Husker volleyball as well so it, it's you know it, it it is what it is Well, we've lost Mitch again, and it looks like this time it might be for good. And that sound signals the end. Uh, appreciate Mitch Lohmeyer, uh joining in from the East Coast, and uh, we're going to have him on another time when the connection is better, when sometime uh, you know, John Dam Johnston will be with us again. Hoss Reuter will make a good conversation out of it. Uh, Mitch, as you go back and listen to this, don't feel bad. It's not your connection. It's my connection. It's always, it's always the host's connection. It's the safe way. I, I can't blame, can't blame Mitch. It's you know, I, then he won't want to come on the show again, right? So uh, that'll be it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, either I'm sorry that it was shorter than usual, or hey, congratulations, it was shorter than usual. And uh, anyway, uh, we'll be back next week when Haas's uh, you know, family's gone and not I me mean, not gone like 
you know, never coming back. But, you know, when Haas is back and John Dam Johnston is back and we'll reconvene the council and we'll talk again in an entertaining fashion. But thanks to Mitch Lohmeyer for uh, joining us. You can read his stuff on coronation.com. We wish the young man well and and uh, not saying that he has to choose Nebraska, but since coronation did open the door, he probably should. Safe bet. Uh, so uh, for everybody who usually joins me, Haas Reuter, John Dam Johnson, Mitch Lohmeyer tonight, I'm Greg Mahochko reminding you that five heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. And since I'm the only one left, I have to say it. Win the damn game. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.